Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This one's gonna be for Elemental. I've kept calling it Elementals, it's just Elemental. From Pixar, I'm your host Matthew and I'm gonna do things a bit differently today. Only slightly differently, but a little bit differently. Usually go to our rating system and we will do that in a moment and give it a rating. But um, I just want to say thank you. Um, not not specifically to the audience, although thank you for being here if you've chosen to listen to this podcast. That's very nice of you. But thank you to Pixar because... And I've got a podcast project lined up, which Elemental is, is part of that. Um, for Not only for entertaining me my entire life, which is nearly 30 years... But for just being so consistent and for not pivoting and being something else, sticking with what they're good at doing and being original and just just being amazing. And Pixar have had it a little rough recently. Um, and there's been some things said about Pixar that not only do I vastly disagree with, but I'm like... Um, I don't know if bewildered is the right word, but just totally baffled as to the current reception of Pixar. I'm, I've, I've just, yeah, it's very, very odd. And I will get into that specifically more in the upcoming, uh, Pixar podcast project. I have a name for it and all that kind of stuff, but that will be soon. But yeah, thank you to Pixar, um, for just continuing to be amazing and nearly 30 years, which is how old I almost am. Um, for just giving me tons of films, tons of awesome films. Um, obviously, Toy Story is a massive part of that, but I've not just loved them for Toy Story. I also love them for this as well. Um, let's jump to our rating system. We've got strong must-see, must-see, don't skip, possible skip, skip, and hard skip. Um, I'm going to fairly easily give this a strong must-see and a 10 out of 10. Pixar just yet again doing what they're good at. Original stories... Okay, there's certain ideas in here that you might have seen before, but constructing it in this way is an original idea, plus Elemental itself is an original IP. Um, and yeah, you can compare this if you want to the, what was it, Shark Boy, Lava Girl, that type of thing. Okay, fine, you can do that if you want to, but this is Pixar's, this is Pixar's take on that type of thing, the whole opposites attract and... That sort of thing. Um, This felt a bit different to me. So here was my process throughout the film. And I try not to think too, too much when I'm watching a film. Because I'm trying to sit there and enjoy it. But... um, Alright, so first 15 minutes goes by. I'm thinking, okay, I'm enjoying this. this. This is good. Something feels a little different. But this is good. I'm enjoying my time. Um, and then, yeah, about 15 minutes went by. I thought, okay, this was good. I'm enjoying it. It's it, it, it's a good time. But something popped into my mind of, like, this feels a bit different. Something about this feels just different. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it was an interesting thing. There are still some, like, family-friendly jokes and things in this film. 
the point I'd put on what I'm trying to say, this feels like a more mature Pixar, which is very interesting for me personally, because as somebody who's grown up with Pixar since 95's Toy Story and all that type of thing, getting older myself, because I'm getting near to my... I'm, I'm 29. Um, I'm getting near to um, 30. Th this film perfectly fits with, like, in just under a year, I'm going to be 30, and this film is, it's almost like Pixar has matured with me, and it's landed at that kind of checkpoint, and I thought that was a very interesting experience. I don't know if anybody else is going to feel the same way, but something about it just, it felt like a Pixar film, it felt, you know, great to watch, but they felt like there was something different about it, and I think, I think it's that, I think it's that this film, and yeah, there's some like, there's some like silly family-friendly jokes which are, which are fun and I have to applaud Pixar with this film particularly because not only does this feel like a bit more of a mature Pixar but also is able to land on that family-friendly side and I think that's very difficult to do like if you've got a film regardless of the genre or if it's animated live action regardless of what it is if you're trying to appease everybody you're trying to make the kids laugh, you're trying to make the adults laugh, you're trying to make the young adults, I like to think of myself as a young adult still, um, you're trying to make them laugh and feel good and feel happy and all those sorts of things. Um, that's very difficult to do and you're not going to please everybody by by doing that. So there's, there's that element to it. In terms of general qualities, uh, pacing's very, very good. Um, I didn't feel like I was waiting for things to happen and I felt things were going at a, a good decent brisk sort of pace and it is a Pixar film uh, it's about an hour and 40 minutes and I felt it used its time very well structure is very good you've got two main sort of characters here that you're kind of going a little bit in between and all that sort of thing so that was fine writing's very good like I said you got the challenge of appeasing a lot of different audiences so that was very very good I want to talk about the idea here, the idea of elemental, and element. I think it's called Element City if I'm rem remembering correctly. Basically you've got like um, different types of people that are created through different elements. So you've got, yeah, your, em I think she's called Ember Girl or something like that. You've got your water boy. Um, you've got like cloud people. You've got people that are made from plants. You've got... Um, other ones as well, uh, and and you see a few of them in the uh, different element city. And there's something very interesting about the way this world like functions, and I can't get too much into that because it might spoil or ruin some surprises. The, the way I can describe one thing, um, there's a bit of sports that happens in this film, and I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting idea. I'm not going to spoil, like, how it's created or what it actually is because I don't want to ruin that surprise. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I also just thought the general kind of um, what these two characters are able to do. So the, the two main characters are called Ember and Wade. That's your, if you want to say, Lava Girl, Water Boy. And, yeah, you, you have got the idea here of, like, they're not supposed to... Because you do kind of have, not not in like an LGBTQ thing or like a religious thing, but there are like relatable world elements. Because I wouldn't label what this film does towards one particular community. But you have like the water people and the fire people don't like each other. And you've got like 
some of the different groups see the other ones as dangerous and that kind of thing. That's very, very relatable to the uh, to the real world in certain situations that the that we're in. Pixar has done a little bit of that more recently with things like Turning Red, things like Luca, um, and I very much thought those themes themes played out very, very well there. So that was interesting to see. But there's also things like their everyday functions how how they do certain things i thought like like mechanically in this film the way that these characters do certain things i thought was very very interesting um and like oh that's how they're doing that and that's how they're doing that so that that was quite good um the basic gist of kind of the story is um ember with her dad is running this shop he's getting older he's getting re- ready to kind of retire and um she's learning the ropes of that and then uh, Wade comes into her life in a way that I won't spoil. I'm not going to get into spoilers for that. Um, and then you have the clash that starts. Let's go back. I want to rewind a little little bit to my thought process part of this. So again, like I said, 15 minutes in, I was like, okay, this feels different. It's, it's good, but it feels different. And then I pinpointed the kind of, feels like a more mature Pixar. Uh, not like full adult, but just a bit more grown up. A bit more grown up, but it's still got that family-friendly stuff in there. Then I've got about, and I don't know exactly the amount of time because I wasn't looking at a clock or anything. I was just looking at a screen trying to judge how much time had gone past. This is where the film got kind of flipped for me. Got about 45 minutes into this. I was like, okay, usually what's Pixar very good at doing? Making you feel emotions, whether that's happy, sad, whatever. They're very, very good at getting emotions out of people. Um, usually just emotional emotions, if that may. Like, Pixar's very good at just getting you emotional. So I got 45 minutes in, and I was like, okay, this is good. It's not really hit me yet. It's not really done the Pixar thing. Like, this is a good film, but Pixar's more than just good films. Pixar makes very special films. And not all of them are like, you know, the big 10 out of 10 stuff. So, but I don't think Pixar's made any bad films. Um, most, if not all, their films are at least good, if not like a really, really, really high bar. But you have to understand that not not everything that they make is going to be on that same bar, and that's okay. But I was like, hmm, I was thinking like I really want this to sort of do something to just 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 edge itself forward that little bit more. Do do the Pixar thing. Then they introduced some stakes into the film because it, one of the, and I, I was looking at this as an issue initially, and then I look at the whole package of the film and like, okay, I, I see now. And sometimes you have to kind of do that, right? You have to kind of go through the build up to get the reward, and then you kind of, you feel that reward. Um, so we got about forty five minutes in. It's like, okay, this is good. I'm enjoying it. These characters are interesting. This world's very interesting. Like the mechanics of everything are very interesting. Um, but it felt a little simple, and I was like, "Hmm, this doesn't. This just doesn't feel Pixar to me." Then they introduced the stakes, and then I went, "There you go," and then the, and then the rest of the film just takes off, and I was like, "There we go. That there's there's the Pixar that we that we know and love." Again, is this as good as like you know, Incredibles, Toy Story, Nemo, Monsters Inc.? I don't think it's on that high bar, but that particular bar is a very, very, very high bar. This is excellent. This is an excellent film. I gave it here 
I strongly must see in a 10 out of 10. They're still very, very good. Very, 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 very good. But those films, that those are Pixar's crown jewels. I wouldn't say this is one of Pixar's crown jewels, and I don't know where it would fit on the list, because I only saw it about a couple of hours ago. But, so it's not on that, like, crown, gem, jewel, whatever you want to call it. But then, yeah, about, about 45 minutes in. So the rest of, like, the next hour... Um, I mean, it gives itself room to breathe, but it really starts kicking things off. And I was like, right, here we go. There was there that that there was the moment I was waiting for. Um, I know with because with some of their films, they give you kind of the gut punch at the start, like the like the beginning of Up or the beginning of Finding Nemo. Um, Toy Story doesn't really do a gut punch at the in the opening. There's a few select Pixar films that like give you the gut punch for the opening and then send you on your journey, but not all of them do that. Um, Toy Story two certainly does that. At least it did for for me when I watched it at that time. Um, so it doesn't quite do that, but it does kind of. I was like, okay, this is simple. Where, where, where is this going? Where is it? Where is it sort of building to? Where's that Pixar spark? And then about 45 minutes in, um, something happens. Not not something incredibly major, but... Um, and I love the way they do it in this film. They give you certain camera shots of, like, this thing's about to happen, and these characters are going to have to deal with it. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you realise the magnitude of the situation. And you're like, oh, oh okay. Well, we're, we're, getting, we're getting serious now. Um, because the opening sort of 45 minutes to me were very simple, just kind of, here's what this world is, because, you know, brand new IP, brand new characters, we've not really, we've not seen Pixar do this before, um, so you're getting kind of your, your introduction, and then the last hour just, um, really delivers, with some moments to breathe and some, some, some quiet down, so yeah. Um, that's how I think this, this went for Pixar. Another gem from them. Uh, not one of their crown jewels, but, uh, not, not everything they do has to be a crown jewel. And to me, and, you know, I'm only here to give you my, my take on things. And I, I've said this before and I'll still maintain this because I don't feel any differently. Um, and I'm a little bit nervous about the, the reception around Pixar. Pixar, you can do whatever you want. Not that you need my permission. I'll always be there supporting you because you've given me so much um not just toy story i mean even if it was just the toy story films you've already given me like so so much um no matter what you do no matter what films you make um i'll be there whether what you're going to make is continuing to be as good as what you do we'll have to see there's not a guarantee that every single pixar film is gonna hit those big heights um but it's just, I'll, I'll say one thing about this whole Pixar thing. Just, just one little sort of footnote. Because I kind of caught on to this within the last year or so. One one thing that's really fascinating to me, and I'll, again, I'll talk about this a bit more in the uh, Pixar podcast. It's really, really, really fascinating to me about, um, how am I going to, how, how should I say this? those and i mean there's lots of different groups of people that see films for different reasons and we all, we all have different tastes and what we like but when you continuously see comments about like oh hollywood's full of reboots and remakes and sequels nobody's got any original ideas have you been paying attention to pixar because they're one of the last few that, that do it 
Because um, what does Pixar do? A ton of originals. They do sequels, but they do sequels for their successful films. One spin-off, which is Lightyear. And more originals. Um, I'm, I'm literally talking about one right now. This is not a sequel. It's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's not trying to be some sort of... Because you do have those, like, remakes and stuff that uh, are very cash-grabby. I mean, to be honest, that's what Disney's doing. Um, Pixar, in terms of Disney's animated side, forget Star Wars, Marvel, and everything else that they own. For the core animation side of Disney Pixar, Pixar's been carrying Disney on its back for years. Uh, apart from Strange World, which was original, but they completely buried it next to Avatar, which was a terrible idea. Um, I think Disney's doing Pixar very, very dirty right now. Um... And even as someone like me who, because at one point I thought, okay, there's a bunch of films out in June. I was like, okay, I was looking through them. Oh yeah, Elemental, Pixar, when is that out? I, as one of the biggest Pixar fans in the world, somebody who's grown up with this studio, I struggled to find out what the release date was for this film. I thought it was in June. I don't know if it got moved, but then I kept seeing July. I was like, okay, where's the actual date? And then I found the American date and I was like, what's... What are you doing, Disney? What what are you doing to Pixar? They own Pixar. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I haven't seen a TV spot or a poster or an ad or a trailer for this for ages. Where has this film gone? Um, and then I looked up on YouTube. In fact, I rewatched the trailer yesterday to kind of get myself prepped. I think the newest trailer is from two months ago. No TV spots, no YouTube ads, no... I mean, ironically, the bus that I was on to see this film had a poster for Elemental on it, which is just whatever. But, uh, yeah. Um, if you're someone who's moaning about Hollywood remakes, reboots, and endless sequels, like what Fast is doing and what Transformers is doing and all this kind of stuff, have you been paying attention to Pixar? Because they're the they're the they're the ones that are doing the original ideas and some spin-offs and some sequels, but you can rely on Pixar for original ideas. And if you don't like an original idea that they do, there's gonna be the next one after that. So, which is literally what they're gonna do with their next film. Yes, I know they're doing Frozen three and Toy Story five, but you do go back to the well of success when you when you want to sort of do that. Um, anyway, that's uh, my spoiler-free thoughts on Elemental. Uh, I very, very much enjoyed it. Not one of Pixar's big crown jewels, but Pixar strikes again for me. Um, but this was... It was interesting like how much of a different experience I had with this. Because, like I said, just before that 45-minute mark, I thought, oh, is this going to be a simple film from Pixar? Pixar doesn't do simple films. Or at least not for the most, point, most part. Um, and then it just... Um, kicked off, and I was like, there we go, there we go, anyway, um, have you seen Elemental, are you going to, do you know it exists, because I spoke to a couple of people today, and they're like, oh Matt, what did you go and see, Elemental, what's that, and I thought, oh god's sake, not to them, but, um, and then I said Pixar, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, Pixar, Disney, what are you doing to Pixar, what are you doing, sort it out, um, they, they're one of your crown jewels, and and they don't deserve they don't deserve the reception or the treatment that they're getting because 
it's just it's just bizarre to me anyway um but are you gonna see it uh, have you already seen it because we got it a bit later i think in the uk um it was interesting as well because i was reading about like oh elemental is bombing at the box office and i was like okay it might not be making that much domestically but it wasn't even out over here yet like it's just come out this week for for the uk so um hopefully that gives it a bit more, a bit more. Um, but let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Are you going to go and see this? Have you already seen it? If you did, did you like it? Etc. Etc. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, and his information in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Check out what we do. A couple of upcoming things like the Pixar podcast project. I need to watch four other films to do that. Obviously, watching this one was just a new release anyway uh, i'm going to be doing a snyder um podcast project as well during the week possibly tomorrow we'll see but look out for that during the week gaming talk breaking bad will be back soon not the show the show finished 10 years ago but our podcast look out for that and uh still need to see some other films spider-verse and all the other 15 films that are coming out every week because it's uh it's packed it's very packed. Anyway, um, that's that. You can support us by, of course, listening to other other episodes. You can also just tell other people about what we're doing, where they can find it, either by telling them or social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Add free podcasts for free options. Look at that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news. David is still on holiday. He's back very, very soon. He has been posting TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk. And Geek Town Radio will be back, I think, very soon. That's usually on Tuesdays. Look out for that. Bex over on Twitch, Trista B Y T E S. Uh, go and support her work over on Twitch, Trista B Y T E S. Retro Chat Game and other streams. Me on Twitch at eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Players. I'm doing the wrap up here because this is the spoiler free section. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back and I'll talk about spoilers. This is your first spoiler warning. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK, that's E-T-A-L-K-U-K, to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link
Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, this is your second and final spoiler warning. If you've not seen Elemental and you don't want to know the events of the film, I recommend you to go and see it. But if you already have, or already know, or whatever the case may be, then here's the spoiler section for you. Let's talk about the 45 minute mark that I kept mentioning. So, yeah, they're doing kind of the... Okay, here's the characters, here's what they're doing, brand new world, see the city, all that type of thing... The moment I was thinking about and talking about was they put the... Now, I can't remember the name of every single thing that they create. There's a lot of different things created in this film with the elements. The tougher glass that they put on that barrier. And there was a couple of different times in this film, and I thought it was really interesting the way that they did it. With a few different camera shots of, like, water's going to spill here, water's going to spill there. Because of, like, damage that had been done to the city. Um... And because that flood of water kept coming, but then there was like an oil thing to it or something. Um, I'm not going to pretend to understand every single like scientific piece of this of this film. Uh, and there was some very interesting uh, stuff that things that they did with that. But when you go from okay, a relatively simple start, which is which is fine. It, it wasn't one of the Pixar ones that like hits you with the death at the start or something like that, which they can they can do sometimes. I thought, okay, this is good. Where, where, where is it going? Where's that sort of punch? How is this gonna? What's this gonna do in the second half? And then the city starts getting flooded, and you really start to get into some deeper character stuff. You get more of um, Ember's backstory. You get to learn more about Wade. You get to see more of what they're both able to do, which is interesting because you can almost look at kind of some of the things that they do as like powers in a way um but it's just because that's what their bodies like and they're able to do certain stuff um but for no for, for me it was when parts of the um when, when things kept getting flooded and that type of thing and that kind of raised the stakes for things and you really got to see the film got the chance to flesh itself out a little bit more and the thing you've got to remember for a pixar film sometimes is you might have things like Luca or Turning Red, which, okay, they can make sequels to most of these films. Um, sometimes you do just have a one-and-done kind of... Um, one of the challenges that Pixar's got is set up the characters, make you care about them, do something interesting with them, all within roughly like an hour or 20, an hour or 40 minutes. And that's not always kind of um, 
an easy thing to do. So that for me was when things kind of changed a bit and you got some more stakes and some more characters got involved and things got a bit more dramatic and like I said a bit more mature as well um, which I thought was a good and interesting way to do that. Like I said this was a kind of different and interesting experience for a Pixar film. It kind of makes me wonder like yeah it felt like a again another fresh attempt at trying to do their storytelling I thought and um I very much enjoyed that. So I thought I'd mention that there. Uh, but I didn't want to mention like in the spoiler section. that Oh there's a flooding part that happens in this. Because you've got like a fire sort of character. Um, what else do I want to talk about with the spoiler stuff? Um, I kind of like some of the other side characters. You've got like, the mum. You've got the dad. You've got Wade's family. You've got Ember's family. And okay yeah you did have the sort of can they fit in with each other's families can they get along and how do they see each other because obviously you get you also get the bit of the backstory about ember and her family in terms of everybody sees the fire people as like dangerous which uh, physically they are yeah but that doesn't mean they're bad people and again that's one of them things that kind of relates back to the real world now there's lots and lots of different types of people in the world and some of some people are afraid of other groups of people, unfortunately. But um, I thought that was done quite well, and they didn't spend like loads and loads of time on some of this stuff either. Again, it's you got an hour full where you've got to like kind of get on with things a little bit. So I thought that was handled very well, and I kind of liked the differences between Wade's family and Ember's family. Um, Ember's was much more kind of like tough and they, they'd been through some hard stuff whereas Wade's was more just they tried to do kind of they were more like the fun fluffy kind of family that sort of um what would you call it are much more emotional whereas because the interesting kind of differences they had was with Ember's family if you get too angry and too emotional you could end up exploding and breaking something whereas with Wade I mean, it didn't directly do this, but with Wade's, it's kind of like they're going to cry a bunch and they're made of water. So uh, you've got that, which um, they didn't really do the, the exact same mechanic with that. But the kind of um, I imagine if that happened too much, like could that cause some sort of flooding or something like Do you have like a parallel there? But uh, they never quite took it that far with with Wade. But they didn't really need to because you had the, the floods from the, the city like you can't just have an hour 40 minutes of floods in this in this film um but that was more just about accidents and how um the city kept flooding and stuff and also how things kept sort of breaking and how they would recover from stuff there's some good set pieces as well i thought that the um i'll call it a bike because i don't know what else to call it when amber was on her bike and she's trying to get through the city to get to the shop to save like the family flame and stuff um because you don't want that to get extinguished because of the family legacy. So that was quite some... Uh, that was more sort of emotional high stakes than anything else. Because that was kind of... Okay, at one point you accept that the shop could get destroyed. But it's that family like treasure that they don't want to uh, get destroyed as well. So I thought that was that was quite good. Um, tons of funny little moments as well. Um, the one that actually made me laugh the most, which I didn't expect... There's that kid that's in the film. Um, it was like made of. What was he made of? What what would you describe that as? Made of like, earth, I think. 
and um I, just, I thought it was a really funny way I, I i read some comments like a couple of weeks ago like oh this is a really cringe way to do a child's story <clears throat> and i had no context to what, as to what it was about i saw like a 20 second clip i was like okay i don't really understand that but i didn't expect to so and again this is kind of where the, i i wasn't thinking of this specifically but i guess now that i mention it you can kind of include it this more mature pixar I suppose, because what they're trying to do with that, and I thought it was funny, and I didn't expect to think so. I thought I thought it was going to be a be a bit of a throwaway thing. So how I understand it is, he's hit puberty, and because of what he is again, mechanics and functions, I, I think is a really really smart way to do things in in this film, and it gives you something different to work with. He's growing flowers on himself. Because that's what's growing out of him. Because what grows out of us is human hair. But they're not humans. They are what they're made of. So if that element grows, it's going to spout flowers, not human hair. So that was an interesting mechanic. And then he's trying to like... Because I don't know what age that character was supposed to be. Um, but the bit that kind of made me laugh a little bit, and I really didn't expect to, was um, he tries to give one to Ember. It's right near the start of the film, right in the more sort of simple part of the film. And he's like, here you are, my queen, or something like that. And <laughs> what was it she did? She went to take it or something, and because she's made of fire, obviously, she just burnt it. And like his face and his red, I, I don't know why that made me laugh, but I just thought that was kind of funny. And then they give him a bit more success later where like he's giving these flowers to, to other people. It's kind of an interesting mechanic, to be honest, if you're going to try and make that character kind of do that and grow that out of themselves, physically grow flowers out of themselves. That's kind of interesting. It was a little throwaway fun thing. I mean, if you delete that in the film, it doesn't make a difference, but I was surprisingly... I thought that was surprisingly funny. Yeah. And I didn't expect it. It's one of the things where you laugh a little bit more because you like, oh, it's it's just caught me off guard. So that was uh, interesting. Um, Liked the uh, cloud sports things. We didn't get to see a lot of it because Ember was arguing with the, with the woman. Obviously, it was about the book and all the notes and stuff like that. So that was interesting. Another moment that made me laugh, which was when uh, Wade... Um, was talking to Ember's dad, and he's like, "I'm not the ex- I'm not the inspector," and then he puts his hand over the thing, and it makes it show up more. He's like, "I'm going to cover it with both," and then it makes it even bigger, and then it says uh, "inspector" in like really really big writing. I thought that was quite funny. Uh, the cinema laughed at that a bit as well. That was that was kind of cool. Um, was there any other bits that made me laugh? Um. I, I, I smiled and chuckled at things, but those are some of the some of the memorable bits. Um, but then you do have some dramatic stuff as well. So there you go. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? I suppose the ending, really. Um, so yeah, she goes off to do this because she's got this trick she can do, which is when she puts glass. She she can seemingly expand glass as well because when they do that scene where Wade introduces her to to his family. And one of them smashes, I think it's like a little cup or something. And then she like scoops it all up and uh, 
like transforms it into this because she uses her heat and makes it into this like really nice is it a vase or vase what what pronunciation am i looking for this nice uh vase and um i think the mum says to her like oh you can go off to like oh the whole city's built like this you, you should really do something with that and she goes off and does that um it wasn't the most impactful ending to me in in a Pixar film. I actually thought the bit before that, which I'll talk about in a minute, with with Wade was uh, a very interesting take. Um, so the actual like end end of the film, I was like, cool, fine, that's that's a, a decent ending. Uh, the bit before that, obviously the dramatic start, the, the dramatic part, sorry, um, when the flames get into the kitchen and everything, I thought was quite good. Uh, not the kitchen. When we're talking about the shop. Um, I, I think that might be one of the best fake-out deaths I've ever seen. Because, again, it gets into the mechanic of how do these elements work. So when he's evaporated... So he was evaporated because it's, it's too... So it's not him being completely extinguished. Um... But it's him being evaporated. But because he didn't get kind of. He didn't dry up. I suppose. Because the initial thought was like. Oh he's saved the, the flame. And helped her. And he's he's fine with going out like this. The, the only thing I'm not sure about. And I don't know how much it affects the film. Did he know he was going to be okay afterwards? And then they use the the crying mechanic to get him back. I thought that was kind of crafty and, and, and sort of interesting. But, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interestingly done. Because it was like kind of a bit emotional thinking, oh no, he's going he's gonna to die and he's going to just, you know, disappear. Um, but managed to have like little drips of himself um come back which maybe that was what the mum was referring to the whole time because she's just like baby drip or something like that so that was uh interesting as well uh i think that's it yeah can't think of anything else i really want to talk about um very much enjoyed this film pixar strikes again it's another great film from pixar and i uh, can't wait to see what they do what are they doing next actually pixar next movie I think it's called Echo or something. Alio. Um, oh, their upcoming slate of films includes Elio, E-L-I-O. I think that's got a trailer that's come out very quietly. Um, and Inside Out 2. So, yes, a sequel. But you've got a sequel and an original idea. Uh, both for 2024. Usually they have two films per year, but they'll only have one this year, unfortunately. An untitled film in 2025 and two untitled films in 2026. Is one of those Toy Story? Because we don't know how far along Toy Story and Frozen 3 are in development. But 2025 and 2026 depends on how long those things take to make. And how long they've actually been working on uh, Toy Story and uh, Toy Story 5 and um, Frozen 3. Um, but yeah, Elio, I'll need to look for a trailer for that. And Inside Out 2, I don't think that's had a trailer yet. But maybe Elio um, is... Oh, they've got a section here on their website, on Pixar's website. So, Elio. Um, US release date, March 1st, 2024. Um, oh, that's all they've got on here. 
Okay, I thought that was gonna have the list of, of more of them. Anyway, uh, that's it for that. Um, cheers, Pixar again. I'll be there for your films. And uh, thanks very much for listening, and I will see you next time. Goodbye.